You know, we could talk about how reality shows aren't real at all, but I feel like that's just a rabbit hole that I don't really want to get into right now. Thank God you're here. Episode 6, let's unpack that. Happy quarantine anniversary, everybody. Recording this on October 17th, it's been seven months and four days of this mess of a pandemic. And you know, I'm guilty of this, everyone's guilty of this, we all slip back into our guilty pleasures. So today we're talking about the best and the worst, the favorites and the least favorite reality shows on Netflix, on TV, past, present, even maybe the future, who knows. Let's get into it. So here's the thing. We're not talking about reality shows in general. More specifically, we're getting into which ones personally I think I would do well on and which ones I think I'd actually eat total shit at. Like, not good at all. Like, who do you think you are? Good. Bye. So I went on my Instagram and I said, hey, how's everybody doing? Let me know what some of your favorite and least favorite reality shows are. And I have a list. It's not that extensive, but to be honest, the reality market is really untapped and it's got lots of potential. People will watch anything. I've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 on the pro side. I got 5 on the con side. 12 good, 5 bad. There's some crossover between them. And we're going to get into it. So, first up, something a phenomenon that took the world by storm the past pandemic if you will is love island now if i'm not mistaken love island is a whole bunch of really attractive people shoved on an island and then told that they're going to win us like a big sum of money if they don't have sex first of all producers good on you you're getting your paycheck where is this idea coming from? Love Island, I haven't watched any of it, to be honest. Um, I know the concept. I've seen some memes about it. Um, and based on my own knowledge, I'm going to say that I'm going to have to pass on Love Island. Don't think I would do particularly well or bad, because you know what? Self-confidence, I don't think I'm the ugliest person. But I just wouldn't go on. And they're all like 21-year-old like personal trainers and 25-year-old hairdressers and doesn't doesn't really appeal to me. So I guess we're just saying, uh, bye, see you next time. Um, two people said Love Island. I expected more. We're going to move on to the next one. Wipeout. Now, Wipeout, adult obstacle course. Great concept, great theming everything's fantastic it's all like it's really well thought out to be honest now here's the thing i think i would dominate a wipeout some of you are shaking your heads stop let me explain the first round is literally just an obstacle course and you need to be within like the top like 30 or something to make it through to the next round top 20 done easy second round not even that hard it's like that whirling thing sometimes and harder i'm in a little bit um 
of a physical activity right, right now, but I think we all are, but pre-pandemic, post-pandemic, the fitness journey is continuing. I think I'd make it to the final round, the final three, where they shoot it at night, they're wearing wetsuits, really, really intense. I might not win, but you know what? At least I will have a fun time getting there. It's not about the journey, it's about the destination. Um, speaking of destinations, I'm next to our very travel related shows. The first one is Amazing Race. Now, the Amazing Race is is hard because it's not just you, right? It's you and your partner that you're like going like running around the world with with one backpack for God knows how long. I think I saw somewhere that they filmed for like three weeks flying around everywhere. So Although it would be a good opportunity to travel the world, I think the experience would depend on the person that I'm with. Because I, professionally, I like to think that I'm very organized. And anyone that's listening to this and knows me from work or from school, I'm very organized. Love a calendar. Everything's got to be where it is. Everything's got its spot, right? Um, Things getting thrown at me not a very good idea so I think I need to pick somebody who compliments your like lifestyle I guess or your personal habits someone that's willing to willing to like jump like cliff jump for example well I can just sit there and like figure out a puzzle does that make sense um less travel more um figuring stuff out on the fly. We're talking about Survivor here. Survivor um, was the most voted on. Or people taught, people submitted it the most. Um, someone specifically said Survivor, but in the 2000s. There's been how many, there's been a million different seasons of Survivor. Um, I have not had a inkling of desire to go on that show ever. And here's why. I don't think it's real. Yes, the challenges are fine. Uh, the tribal ceremonies is very um, dramatic. And we're even seeing it emulated in some of the TikToks now. But where's the authenticity? They're not. They're not. They're not camping. There's a, probably a hotel like 15 minutes away. Like if they were if they were really camping, not being provided for, like naked and afraid, for example, they got nothing. No clothes on their backs. No nothing. What's going on here? They don't know. They don't know what's going on here. That's the thing. I think Survivor is too much of a setup. I want to take a minute to talk about reality shows that are like more documentary style. We've talked about some that are competition, like physical competition, survival, traveling, puzzles, that sort of stuff. But some of the shows that came up were documentary style so it's a camera crew following people around think john and kate plus eight um 19 kids and counting that sort of stuff so we have selling sunset which i think popped up in the past couple months as a lot of things did um and it's based around the the a real estate group called the oppenheim group that sells really really gigantic houses for like millions and millions tens of millions of dollars um I'll pass because I am 
not a licensed realtor, but I found out not everyone on that show is licensed realtor either. So maybe I have a chance. Um, haven't watched it. Um, I guess it's kind of unfair, but not a real estate agent, so I don't think I'm licensed, pun intended, to speak on it. Next one, Teen Mom. Okay. Without naming names, one of my friends in middle school and high school, she said, I can't wait till one of my friends gets knocked up so I can help take care of the baby. I think I'd fall in the same thing here. Like, one of my friends, God forbid, um, unexpected pregnancy throws a wrench in all of her plans, and I step in, help raise the baby if she chooses to keep it. I feel like that's all I could contribute, but I could also be like a sassy friend that's like, mm, I'm adding character and X, Y, and Z, and I'm adding, um, I'm adding flavor. Where's the flavor in this? I'm adding, I'm adding it back into the show because being a teen mom isn't enough, obviously. And the last two documentary style shows that we have going here are Jersey Shore and The Real Housewives franchises. We'll start with Real Housewives and then we'll move on to Jersey Shore. Real Housewives, what's the point here? There's no competition. They're not really doing anything. At least I don't think. I've only watched like compilation meme videos of this and I think I have a grasp on what they're doing. There's no like set goal. Okay? Because at least in these competition shows, you're winning something. If there's anything we can take away from the Real Housewives franchises is that rich women just sit around and catfight each other. Catfight each other. Catfights break out every other second because this person said that, this person says this. Um, next. Don't really care for it. Would I do well on it? Um, no. I'm not very confrontational, I don't think. If you think I'm wrong, please text me, let me know. Um, we can deal with that privately, but would I do well on it? No. Would I do well on Jersey Shore? No. Same reason. Don't know about the culture. I could add a few, like, haha, like, oh, he's funny. I could be, like, the, the token character, like, the background character. Maybe not, um like the main focus when I think Jersey Shore I think Snooki I think Wow, and I think Mike's situation I don't think I could hold my own in that room not in that crowd of people anyway okay a couple more competition shows here RuPaul's Drag Race now I've talked to some people about this talked to some of my friends and although I do enjoy Drag Race don't get me wrong um I think there's just too much of it. The market's oversaturated. There's too much. RuPaul's getting his money. Great. Good for you. Giving people platforms. I just think there's too much. I don't need a season one after the other. Anyway, what I do well? Um, I can dance. I'm a dancing queen, pun intended. Um, 
I don't know if I would look good in full-on drag. That's the thing here, because it's a looks competition as much as it's a skill and like a, a pageant, if you will. It's just a drawn-out pageant, um, singing, act, acting, dancing, costume construction. I can't sew. And if you're on season, what, 13, 14 of RuPaul's Drag Race, you gotta learn how to sew. This is not season two anymore. This isn't RuPaul's learn how to sew race. It's RuPaul's Drag Race. I don't think I do very well. Um, World of Dance, same thing. Um, I have some skill. 13 years of recreational and competition dance would come in handy. Don't think I'd make it past auditions. I wouldn't get to dance in that circle. Separate point, why are they dancing in a circle? Like, so you think you can dance stage, please. Proscenium stage. Audience is in one one dimension, not looking at the back of you dance. What's going on here? Producers, call me, we can work something out. Now, the last one I have in the pro column is a an old friend of mine, if you will. It's Big Brother. Julie Chen. All-Stars, Big Brother Canada, Celebrity Big Brother, Big Brother UK, Gemma Collins. I would absolutely crush Big Brother. And let me tell you why. Um, I'd be the only normal person. Because I was talking with Cassie one of my sisters about this and she said that fundamentally if you make it on one of those reality shows or if you're on a show like uh jersey shore real housewives um there needs to be something that's not quite right um it's just not it yeah, really it's hard to explain no one who is like fully functioning mentally and has like a perfect social record or social functionality does well on these shows. They have to be good at under pressure, good in confrontation, um, and they have to be okay with like being watched and like making the drama and like whatever, whatever. You know what I mean? I think I'd crush it. I'm not outing myself as like a psychopath or a sociopath um, because sociopaths present learned behaviors. I think I'm a pretty good person. And I think that's what would set me above the crowd. Might be voted off like when people get sent to jury, but at least I'll get to stay in jury and watch the rest of the game. Do you know what I mean? Okay. That's all the pros. Now, the cons. The bad shows. Which ones do you hate? Now, like I said, we have some overlap. First big one, dating shows. Do we find love on these shows? What percent of these relationships actually carry through to a healthy, fruitful relationship? 50% of marriages end in divorce. That's just a fact. That's a, that's a statistic. Why does Kellyanne from Kentucky get to go on The Bachelor and say, hey, I'm looking for love, and then have like 12 men fight over her for them to break up on Good Morning America two seconds after the season's ended? Is it just for entertainment? I want to know. Again, producers, let's like, 
let's start a conversation, start a dialogue. Someone said American Idol. Um, I don't think I'd even audition. I don't think I'm tone deaf. I don't think I'm Adele. But I can't sing. As well as I can. Um, I'd like to think that I'd have, you know, do you remember? Okay, let's think back here in our meme history. Do you remember that kid um, who was like, oh my god, oh my god, it's you, it's a wig. And then Katy Perry goes, did you just say wig? Oh, yeah, wig. Oh, I feel that wig. And then um, her co-judges are like, what's that? And she's like, it's just for us. I want to have one of those moments, and that would be my success on the show. Like, I'd have, like, a little thing with the judges. I don't need a golden ticket. I don't need to go to Hollywood. I don't need any of that. All I need is, like, a little thing to go, oh, we remember him. That'd be my success on the show. Real Housewives was next up on that list. Um, I think we already addressed this. What's the point? Hmm? I'll wait. Exactly. Nobody said anything. No points. No points anywhere. Next. Nailed It. Nailed It is a show on Netflix about amateur bakers trying to recreate these masterpieces. Um, Think like Cake Boss or um, who's that guy from Baltimore? Um, Duff Goldman, his team. Um, Halloween Wars, Cake Wars. This is just abuse. <laughs> You're having these people come on TV. It is entertaining. I will admit, I've watched a couple episodes. It's entertaining, but at what cost? Probably like millions of dollars. It's working because people tune in. But what's the point here? If we go down this list, I want my meme moment in American Idol. Real Housewives, couldn't stand the drama, I'd quit. Bachelor and dating shows, bye. Out. People play Bachelor, Bachelorette by themselves on Tinder, like, all the time. Nailed it. I think I can bake pretty well. As long as I'm given a recipe, and for all I know, from what I've seen, they're giving, like, cake mix on that show. I think we're fine. I think, I think we're <laughs> I think we're good here. I'd absolutely dominate. Am I a visual artist? No. But if you look at some of the people that they get on these shows, they're not very good at all. So thanks. Can I win now? Like give me my crown. Where is it? Let's take a step back for a second. Let's address reality shows as a whole again. I can see the appeal. I really can. I can't. Um, I can see what's entertaining. Let's push the boundaries a little bit. You know, The Bachelor, yes, it's, yes, it's successful. Uh, American Idol, I think it's still going. Amazing Race, Survivor, Real Housewives, Big Brother, same template. They're all of the same kin. They've all broken bread over the same table. They're family friends. I want to see reality shows really push it here. 
like I want a fusion of Big Brother, Survivor, Amazing Race, and Drag Race. Like drag queens traveling the world, doing a gig in every city, and then all living in the same house while it happens. That'd be fun. Entertaining. Let's get one thing straight here. If these shows have anything in common, it's that they're all entertaining. People flock to watch them. People start subreddits. They get into fan wars. There's fan theories, conspiracies. There's everything and the kitchen sink when it comes to any one of these shows. Even if they're not the best concept, and if I wouldn't do well on them personally, I'm still going to watch some of them I'm in my downtime. Just like I hope some of you will come back and listen to episode 7. Thank you guys so much for listening. I danced around the point. Did I even talk about how well I was going to do on some of these shows? Probably not. But you know what? Reality TV is just as confusing as my thought process while recording this podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed. Follow the podcast on Instagram at Unpacked Podcast. Follow me on Instagram at Nicholas Argao. And I'll see you next time.